welcome, welcome. Today is a good day. I was going to get, you know, special guest on. That's why I'm rubbing my hands. I'm excited <laughs> to be here. <laughs> it's a good day. <laughs> uh, you're watching this our footy fantasy pod. Before we even introduce our guest, like, share, subscribe. YouTube, footy fantasy. We hit 405, road to 500. Like, share, subscribe. On Twitter, footy 80 fantasy. Road to 1.5k, we're like getting 20 off on Instagram. Fantasy put in like, share, subscribe, you know, help our algorithm. Uh, today's show, I had to bring our legend from our forum who decided to leave us. <laughs> we don't know why he left, you know. Now that's not doing well, he ran away. You know? <laughs> we still uh, now. Thanks for coming on. Hello, guys. Thanks for having me, man. It's always a pleasure to be here. And Newcastle legend Raji, teams flying high, two dubs. At least, funny enough, I think, yeah, his team beat both of our teams in a matter of four or five days. Thanks for coming on, Mr. Raji. Yeah, I apologize. I've been drinking some Arsenal tears, so <laughs> you'll have to forgive my excitement. <laughs> Someone said, laugh, like a first comment is flying already. Laugh, laughing my ass off. Raji with the boss post coming up in the chat. Akira84729. Yep, yep, yep. Let's dive in, I guess. Newcastle Arsenal yesterday. I think let me let me update the scoreline so that it's even more real. Uh ended 1-0 in favor of Newcastle. Um, I know there's a lot of you know talk about VR, but let's talk about the game first before we get into VR. So let's start with the winners. Raji, uh, give us your thoughts about the game. Where was game one and lost? What are your thoughts? You know, it's always very it's always very interesting to see this Newcastle versus Arsenal game because you know, you always see the mentality of Ateta when you when you watch a game. Um I remember like 2 years ago when we had the Champions League finals and the Champions League game where Arsenal needed to beat Newcastle at St James Park and Arsenal comes in and they wanted to play tiki-taka football and uh they got beat at St James Park we beat them 2-0. So, you know, the next season they prepared for the Newcastle game. So we go to Arsenal and what happens is that they want to match, um, what do you call it, Newcastle's physicality. So Newcastle comes with physicality and they want to match it. So they put all the physical players in there and the game ended 0-0. That stuff hurt Arteta. So what he does is he brings that same physicality to St. James Park. And I guess we were not prepared for that kind of game. You know, the, the game that Arsenal beat us last season, 2-0 at St. James Park, if Newcastle had scored at the very beginning um, the penalty, I don't think the game would have ended the way it does. So Arsenal scored the first goal with Odegaard, um, and then they score a second goal, uh, and they beat Newcastle 2-0. Um, and at the end of the game, Arteta is all smiles. Okay, this is a great game. The, the winning team deserves to win. How comes in, plays the exact same way, um, we play physicality because Arsenal comes in with physicality. And you could tell from the very beginning that this is what they wanted to do. Ateta that complained about Newcastle wasting time. Ateta complained about Newcastle boys taking forever to get in the goal kicks, the throw-ins. Ateta talking about Newcastle being physical. Decided that he was going to play Newcastle at their game. And they lost the game because they were not able to create any chance they only tested the keeper once throughout the game, and it was a team shot from Martinelli. Saka was locked out. Inketia was locked out. The midfield was locked out. They were not able to create anything. And Newcastle had one chance, and, and they scored the goal. 
um, despite having several half chances in the game. Newcastle were the deserved winners in that game because they tactically outplayed Arsenal. And at the last 10 minutes of this game, they gave Arsenal the ball. They played a 4-5 bank, 4-5-1, and Arsenal couldn't create anything throughout the game. And, you know, after the game, Ateta comes out and he tries to deflect the, the poor game that they played by talking about the ref. But the thing about it is Ateta has a history of just whining and whining and whining. And that stuff has dissipated down to the Arsenal fans. Um, and so they all whine, whine, and they will spend the whole week talking about how um, Arsenal didn't uh, get a fair shake. But in reality, they didn't play well at all. And we've all lost the ability to be critical of Arsenal because, you know, they... And, you know, the underlying core of this is that Arsenal, at their very core, believe that Newcastle is a lower team than they are and they deserve to win every game at Newcastle. So we'll start with that racist premise and we'll continue from there. <laughs> That's my perspective on the game. Samuel, your, your, your chance. No, yeah. I... Um, personally, right. Personally, did Arsenal play well? What? Did Arsenal play well? Did they deserve... Now, now personally, right, that game, right, yeah, it deserves to be a draw. It should have been in the draw because the both, both teams, right, were, weren't good at all. It was a flag game. It was physical, Why wasn't right? Newcastle good? Listen, listen. You see, we've known Newcastle from the day one, right? They're always physical against big team. When they play against Man City, United, Liverpool, they're always physical. That's your game, your pattern mm -hmm. of play. And the only way you can stand a chance of beating Newcastle or any big team is by being physical as well. Okay. So, so being, being physical right in the game... It's not something that we do as a, as a club, as a team. But that is your pattern of play against any big team. I've watched you guys play all big teams, right? All you do is just kick them around, be physical, be violent and all that, and just try and get a draw. That's all you do. Be violent now, now, and okay, all that. Okay, okay, okay. Now, now yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to comment about uh, yesterday's game, right? Because I watched that game, right? I didn't see any... I didn't see um, what a goal was coming from, bro from the both teams, right? You know, few chances, you know, um Arsenal had the most of the ball, you know, position of the ball and all that during that game. If you if you if you upload the stacks right you see there, do you know what I mean we had probably about six percent of the position of the ball or whatever. But there was no clear or chances in that game between the both teams, right? So I was expecting that game right deserves to be a draw because there's nothing just you know physical air boots flying around and all that. And I was wondering as well right here, yeah, how come uh Kai Havert, right, finished that game. He should have been sent off, personally. And uh, Bruno, right, should have been sent off as well, too, personally. That's my own thing, right? But they both finished that game for some reason I don't understand. Now, that game, right, it was not something, it's not something that, you know, I can really uh, talk about because something else entirely, right, just overshadowed the entire game. And usually, right, when you get beat by a team, right, okay, I'll give my example. On the Wednesday before played yesterday, West Ham, right, Carabao Cup, right, obviously won the game, right, Free won, and that was a clear win. You know, there was no excuse, nothing. You know, we got defeated and all that. But when something overshadows the game, right, like the officiating of that game, then it becomes, you know, uh, something that we need to look into. Now, it, it, it has happened to a lot of teams in the past, right, but it's getting to a point where teams, I mean, club as a whole, the entire the, the entire Premier League and the entire fans of the Premier League clubs should come together 
right, and sort this thing out because it's getting too much now, right? Personally, I think that game yesterday should have ended in a, you know, in a draw. It's that simple. There was no clear chance from anybody. Newcastle were just kicking, you know, kicking each other. I mean, everywhere and all that. So it wasn't. It wasn't. Is that what? Yeah. Before you go into like VR. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. There was nothing. Yeah, there was. Hold on, Sam. Comment. Okay. Uh, someone says, "Sammy man, long time. Good to see your face. A pity now, L. You can't discuss on the podcast today. Ola, that's Liverpool fan. Ola. Uh, unsolicited advice says, "Wow, hold the name." Raji might also write a book about Ateta's whining. <laughs> Cheers. Uh, <laughs> says, Ateta wine pass Okada. We get any problem. <laughs> <laughs> Someone say, laughing my ass off. Racism. Yeah. <laughs> Imagine. Racism. <laughs> What's that? What has I got to do with football, bro? Slinger says, Damn, Arsenal should demand a replay. Officiating the player is shocking. Ogakon <laughs> uh, says, Love it. Raji. Facebook user says, Two minutes of chatter to. To bring up the refs, uh, the Sammy, thanks for mentioning that Harvest should have sent off along with Bruno. Facts. Many as happens pretending as if it was right for Harvest Facts. to finish the game. Uh, before we go to like the controversy of referee, me, I want to talk about the game a little bit. Uh, just my own thoughts about the game. I'm, I'm with facts and stats. Um, Newcastle actually created more chances, right? They, they created one big chance, Arsenal created zero. Oh, uh, let me ask you a question. How many times did Newcastle kick themselves in the is in the stats? Because Samuel is talking about how Newcastle is just punching and kicking everybody. Please include that in your stats. <laughs> Newcastle created 1.04 expected goals. Arsenal had 0.57, so almost twice the XG. Newcastle had uh, nine shots. Arsenal had 14. Um, 14 fouls by Newcastle, nine by Arsenal. 11 corners, zero. That's all you need to know. 14 fouls by Newcastle. Nine, Arsenal. That's nearly double, bro. Shots on target. One shot on target from Arsenal. Two block shots. Nine from Arsenal. Arsenal blocked a lot. There were a lot of block shots. So essentially, Knutsu has created more quality chances, right? And from the okay, XG, okay. What about the ball position as well, too, bro? From the XG, uh, ball possession, 59% Arsenal, 41% Newcastle. There you go. That's, that's, I mean, that's, that's the way to Arsenal. Who wins? Who wins on ball position? So, so, ball position is so, a fixed so, stat, so, man. So, so what I'm saying, right? Basically, what I'm saying is that game was just flat, bro. Do you know what I mean? There was no, it was no end-to-end game where you think, oh yeah, it wasn't an end-to-end game. It was a scrappy game. It was. Yeah, yeah. It was first day was Newcastle created more chances, right? And in my opinion, come on, come on, bro. Arsenal fell into Newcastle's trap. Let me lie. Yeah, one point five, bro. They're home. They're home, bro. They shoot. It doesn't matter. But no, okay, okay, okay. Let's let's leave that alone, right? What I'm trying to say to you is that game was flat. Yeah, but like, it's it's that that ended, it should have ended in a draw. That's what I'm telling you, bro. Yeah, I don't know about it. You, can, you can't can have a flat game that ends 1-0 now. There's, 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 which is what we had yesterday. But, but, but that goal, right, that went in, right, yeah, should have stood in any way. When Arsenal played uh, Man City at home at the Emirates, right? Summer. That was the flat game too, right? No, that was ta- that was tactical game, bro. There's this was tactical bro. This no, was no, 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 too. Bro, bro, have you seen kicking and all that, bro? This guy was kicking. Can I can I come in? Can I come in? Let me Samuel, let me come in. That's all they came to do, bro. Let me come in. Let me come in. Let me come in. And and my thing, right? Yeah, my thing is right. I'm not even bothered, right? About the L, whatever, because you're not bothered about the L. I'm still above them on the table, right? Listen, I'm still above you on the table, right? And last time, the last time I came to uh I'm sorry, last season I came to your place, right? Yeah, you took an L right in front of your fans. You've never been in my home before. Have you been in my home? 
Have you beaten me at the Emirates before? No. Yeah, I'm I came sure to your place last so, so, so what I'm saying is I'm still above you on the table, right? So you're still looking at my bomb on the table. So just take that, right? But what I'm trying to say is I'm not even bothered about the L or whatever. It's not my problem because my 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 player, right, gave account of themselves yesterday, okay. right, by going physical with the Newcastle players the yeah. way they won it. And, and lost. the ref and the VL took away the entire mm -hmm. game in a way because you, you, you as a Man United fan, right, you might, you might not see that way because all you won there. Yeah, because even after the game, right, the first mistake for me was like, see, you see, you lost. You yeah. forgot about what actually happened in the game. That's, That's what I'm saying. That's You're being biased, right? You're well, being biased because no, 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 you know, no, it's the facts, bro. Everybody knows, bro. But on a normal level, right, I've listened to a lot of United fans, right? Yeah, even the ones with big channel on TV, right? Like Go Bridge. Like, uh, 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 what's the name? What does Go uh, Bridge know? What Terrace, does Go Bridge know? Bro, it's got, it's got, it's got a massive fan base that you can, that doesn't you can mean, only, so you can only dream up, bro. You can just because you have a massive fan base doesn't mean you bro, know what you're bro, talking about. Bro, you can only dream of it, bro. So I don't want to, that. I don't want to respect that. Have his fan you, base. Bro, listen, see, the one thing that you got to respect people is one, once they build something right, you got to respect mm -hmm. it, right? It's built your fan base over the years, right? And okay. his opinion counts a lot more than yours. Nobody gives you about your opinion, bro. Right. Nobody gives you about, gives you about your opinion. But it's opinion, okay. right? He said something yesterday, right? And mm -hmm. he, he said it's spot on. Go listen to me. Mm -hmm. You know what he said, right? And and that VRL, right? VR took the shine away from the football entirely. I don't even care about the loss or anything. All right. I'm so, can I can I talk real quick? Um, at the very beginning, I mentioned that there's a there's a certain level of uh, racism that goes on, and I think I used the wrong word. I should I say I should have you said always, elitism. You always do. You Hold always on. Do, should I say I should have you said elitism? Do, <laughs> I should I should say elitism. You always do. You know. You always do. He, you know. <laughs> as part, of, the, as part like, of this discussion, he has insinuated that I wanted to see his bum so that I can I, because he's above us. You know, I don't understand any of this. You know, weird. Weird things that because he's, a, he's above us on the Premier League table that all of a sudden we can't talk, and then he points to one one person on the internet because they have they have a high following that my opinion doesn't count as much as as uh, as them. So I, I I disagree with a lot of those things that you said. I yeah, don't have an interest. Normally you should you should bro, but it doesn't matter. So just because he has a bigger following doesn't mean that my opinion doesn't count. All right. That's 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 a ridiculous your, statement. Your opinion count in your own pocket, bro. Nobody gives you about your opinion. I'm saying I'm on this podcast. Nobody gives you about your opinion. That's what I'm saying, bro. Your opinion don't count, bro. That's what I'm saying. I'm on the podcast and people are listening. Your opinion, bro. That's what I'm saying. Let's see comments. Let's see comments. Then a guy comment says there was nothing wrong with the auditions yesterday. I beg. The ball wasn't over the line. No foul on Gabriel. And if you understand the rules of offside, you understand why Gordon wasn't offside. Uh, Facebook user says, take them stars to your father. <laughs> Points were collected, laughing myself. <laughs> uh, Newcastle's XG went up because of the goal that was allowed. Mm. Arsenal had more XG prior to that. But I mean, <laughs> that's the point of XG, right? I mean, the that's goal. the point of XG. I mean, the game, the game, the goal stands. Why are you moving the goal. Like LL, the scouting from this is giving. <laughs> All of uh, this is but yeah. still looking at my bomb. Looking at my bomb. I mean, what is so special about your bomb? I'm still above you, bro. I'm still above you, my table. I don't know what it's all about. I'm not going to win the league, so the point? I said, there's a level of elitism that comes with hugging about Arsenal fans. They feel like they deserve it. But let's talk about the game. Let's talk about the game. I want to talk about the game because the game is what matters. And despite all the whining, the important thing is Newcastle won the game. And I can tell you why they won the game. 
Um, Arsenal comes in and they, they always like to play possession football. They're a very good possession team. Um, and they have technical players who can control the game very, very well. Yeah. Um, you give them an opportunity, they'll create chances from all around the um around the field by using overlapping um, left backs and right backs to create chances in the front, and they have clinical strikers in the end who can score goals. That's so how Arsenal the, plays. The right? clinical strikers, man. What game what are you watching, bro? What, what Arsenal are you talking I... about? Okay, let me finish. No, I don't understand what you're talking about, bro. Because you talk about now Nketiah. you're giving statements, right? They're not even, they're not even food. Bro, they're, they're four statements, bro. Okay. Name me let one me, let me finish. I'm talking, about, I'm talking about Arsenal name, collectively. Name me one clinical striker we've got Arsenal, bro. Jesus is a clinical striker. You must you must believe in Saka. the Because this is clinical. This is far from clinical, bro. <laughs> let me, let me clinical. Everybody right. knows that. Everybody right. knows that. Okay. All right. Bro, All that right. man has right. that man has never had 15 goals in the league before. But when he has before. the chance, you like I said, that clinical plays. Hold on. I think yeah. come on, man. Your statement is just false, bro. Let me finish. Let me finish. Let me finish. So, you know, the interesting thing is. If you give Arsenal the opportunity in front of the post, they will score. Yeah. Newcastle comes in and says, the important thing is like your team is a lot more technical than we are. We can't play you at so you kick them. So you gotta kick them, innit? <laughs> we can't play you at your game. We're gonna play you at our game. And the game we have is a disruptor game. So we say we're gonna disrupt your game. And Arsenal falls into the trap and says, instead of playing our own game. We're going to play you at your game and we're going to be physical with you. And so they say, all right, Newcastle, you're coming with your physical game. We're going to be physical with you. And by doing that, they fall into Newcastle's trap where the game that they are going to play is um, physical and not not necessary. It's tactical because Newcastle comes in with a game plan to disrupt Arsenal's game. And they go in doing that. So all of this is tactical. They talked about this in the boardroom. They said, don't let Arsenal play. And they go in and they did not let Arsenal play. So this is a very tactical decision by the Newcastle team to let Arsenal fall into their trap. And Arsenal does, and we beat them at our own game. We're better at we're better physical, we're more athletic than Arsenal. We are stronger and we are faster. So we beat them. They have better defensive, they have a better midfield, and maybe we have a better striker, but you know, maybe we have a better strike force. But yesterday, um, we didn't have our main striker Isaac injured. We didn't have our main defenders Botman. We didn't have a strong, you know, attacking force. We just said we're going to beat you at our game, and we beat you at our game. So there's there's a there's a conversation that someone wants to have that Newcastle just wants to kick. The game got tense because Arsenal felt like they could fight back, and they extended to fight back. And the, you know, Newcastle is the king of dark arts. That's why you can punch somebody in the head. And still get away with it. Um, I, you guys lost the game. I was lucky. Though. I was lucky. It are you are you game. happy? Are you happy about that? Right. <laughs> I mean, uh, are you happy I, about that? You're smiling about that. I'm not unhappy. I'm not unhappy. Can you can you listen to me? You put somebody. I am not unhappy. And you're happy you about it. Let me tell you something. If that was I my if that was my player, just, right, like, I'll be if, fuming, bro. If there's that was my player, I'll be fuming because he lost. If there's any player who is an embodiment, there's no need. There's no need for you to point anybody. On the head, there's no need for you. I agree. You there's know what no I mean? Need. If that I was agree. my player, if that was my player, I'll be fuming, bro. Okay. I'll be fuming because that was that was wrong from all levels, bro. You should never do that. At the back of the head, you should never do that to any player. Okay. The fact that you the, the, the fact that you support that, right, 
tells me a lot about who you are, bro. I did not but say if, I support if, you. If, if that was if that was my my player, I, did never, I never said bro. I never said I supported it. All I said was Newcastle, according to you, is the king of the dark arts, and they did the dark arts on the guy. And if there's any player who embodies the whiny nature of Arsenal these days, is Jorginho. So I mean, at least they gave him a reason to hold his head. Um, so. <laughs> <laughs> right, okay. do, you to, do you want me to talk here? Yeah, listen, yeah. personally, which shots yeah. do you think were wrong or controversial yesterday? Let's let's start let's start with that approach. Um, honestly, quite a few. Okay, quite a few. Because please be start, very specific. To, to 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 start with, right here, yeah, the fact that um Bruno only got one yellow card yesterday, yeah, is just ridiculous, bro. Mm -hmm. Okay, are we talking about the start goal? Are we talking about the goal? Or are we yeah. just talking about the game? The entire game I'm talking about. Okay, go. The fact that Bruno got only one yellow card yesterday, right? Is because that that forehand, right, behind the head of Jorginho deserves at least a yellow card, bro. No, it deserves a red. Because 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 no 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 no. I'm just saying at least minimum, bare minimum, no. bro. That, bare that minimum. deserved the red. It was a no, red. No, bro, bro, bare minimum, right? Yeah. Not even a yellow card was given to him for mm -hmm. that because. Jojo passed the ball already. He just went boom right behind him. That mm. is just foul from every level. Okay. Bare minimum, it deserves the yellow. Bare minimum, and that's red to me because you know it wasn't like he was going to get the ball. The ball had already gone, bro. But don't don't forget for... that this this kind of thing now, is happening on the pitch all the time. No, Players no, no, are no, punching no, each no, other no, in bro, the back, bro, elbowing bro. each other. But the fact that it's just happening, because the camera mean... saw it. Yeah, bro. But the fact that it's happening does not mean it should happen, bro. That's what I'm saying. I, to you. But I'm saying that's that what I'm it saying. happens. Second, it happens. Secondly, right. Secondly, right, yeah, there was a place where you guys had a free kick, right? And mm -hmm. he kicked he kicked the ball directly at, uh, um, at Harvard, bro. Mm -hmm. That, to me, right, shouldn't be happening as well. He, he didn't kick the ball at Harvard. Harvard blocked the ball from getting... No, 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 bro. You need to go and... Bro, go and, go and check that game again. There were yeah. players around him. There were players around to pass through. He just kicked the ball directly at Harvard because he was, he was pissed off. He lost his head totally. Mm, okay. There was a place as well to where... He nearly choked. Uh, uh, what was his name Fabio? Oh, mm -hmm. bro. He pushed him back. One, he got a hand. yellow. He got a mm -hmm. yellow for that. And that is red. When you put your hand somebody's neck, trying to get the ball. He didn't touch red. his neck, man. It was his chest. Yeah, whatever, bro. You put your hand out. That, that's he just yellow. raised so, his hands out. His hands were were flat. It wasn't a punch. It was a flat hand, and he yeah, pushed bro. him away. Yeah, it doesn't matter, bro. Okay, that one is okay. normal football. Okay, okay, that one he got a yellow for. Mm -hmm. Okay, tell me now, right? Him getting a yellow for that, and the one he did to Jojo, which one is more? Which one is more? Is more? Is more um awful? And both of them. So if he, if he could get a yellow for that, so how come how come they missed the red for for Jojo? I don't get different. it, bro. So Bruno, so Bruno's incident. Second, yeah, secondly, Avat, right? Yeah. Okay. After he got a yellow for what he did, right? Yeah, that's how he did, right? That would have been a red if he had connected with. Different, I mean, with the player, right? But his back leg, his other leg, his training leg, right? Actually, whacked the player. That was the yellow, that yellow, I would say, right? Then, when he went tackling on the floor, and he, I think he clipped a wrist, I can't remember where he was after that. Mm -hmm. I've been in red, second yellow straight away, should have been out. Then, totally right here, yeah, bro. Those, uh, um, the, I mean, the goal itself, right? That push. Right, the way uh, I was named, um, Joel Linton, put, placed his hand on 
um, um Gabriel's back goal. That, that, Gabriel that and Bo, they're both anywhere going else. for goal. Bro, that is a foul. Any doesn't matter going. Bro, that's a foul anywhere else. Gabriel watched, was leaning watched, forward to head bro, the ball out. Bro, I watched. I watched United right here yeah, against Man City. Their first penalty, right? That shouldn't be a penalty. That's fine. Yeah. That's what I'm saying, bro. The, the consistency is just mad, bro. That shouldn't be a penalty, bro. If that's the penalty, then how come the one he placed his hand on Gabriel's back, yeah, is not a foul against him? Have you seen? How? Have you seen what happens when when corner kicks are taken? Where people are talking on each other's shirts, pulling each other down in the box. I don't understand right. what you mean. So I think it's inconsistent, right? Of course. I mean, I agree it's inconsistent. Bro, bro, what, what I'm saying, right? Yeah, the inconsistency is just mad, bro. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? There's certain things that happen right there. It should be happening. Inconsistency is a human trait. Why does Arsenal deserve to have drawn or won no, that game? No, what 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 I'm telling you, right, is when you've got help, right, to 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 make your inconsistency be consistent, right? You need to use that help. Who is you know, who is helping? There's nothing. There's who nothing. is helping? The VAR. No, the VAR is there for, for a reason, bro. I'm going to move us on. Obviously. All right, because I, because I mean, the interesting thing about this conversation is they deflect from the fact that they didn't have anything to win the game. I talked about how Newcastle won the game. How could Arsenal have won the game? You're pointing out all the things that we are talked about how Newcastle won the game. Bro, bro, listen here. The only reason why that game, right, was a bit flat on our side because our main player, right, yeah, the key the key player between our midfield, right, and our attack, Odegaard, was missing. Right. So, it became that's, a bit hard. That, listen that's to not me. The, that's wait, not the wait, reason. Let me, land. Let, me, let me finish, man. Let me finish. Just watch, friend. Let all me right. finish, man. Because I want to pause this boy, man. Let me finish. So, what I'm saying is, right, the, 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 the link, right, between the midfield and attack, right, is missing. Odegaard. And when you miss that link between them, right, yeah, it's always a problem. Mm. So, from them on, right, we couldn't connect because there's so many times when uh, uh, Saka came into the um, 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 into the midfield, right, yeah, and he couldn't link up with Odegaard because he wasn't there. So, when you have that missing, right, there's always going to be a problem because that captain, right, and okay. almost every, every attack goes through him as well. So are you, you know trying I mean? to say so that you didn't deserve if, to win the game because Odegaard no, what was I'm, not there? What, what I'm saying is because he wasn't there, you guys don't deserve to win the game as well because the game was flat. What the hell? I'm going to I say one last already. thing. Isaac was, was not there. Isaac was not there. Tonali was not there. A draw have been perfect for that game. A draw All right. I don't. This is this is just elitism. Elitism at the highest level. I got anymore. It's not racism anymore. Mr. Racism, it's not racism anymore, right? I told you it's elitism. Elitism. (laughs) Bro, don't don't forget, don't forget, people in the South always look down on the people in the North as, that's you, though. Just weird. That's what you think. That's what you think, though. I mean, that's what you think. That's what you think now. That's your mentality, bro. Okay, okay. That's your mentality. That's what you think. We're moving on. We're moving on. Okay, come on. Why are you on this trip? Oh, God. (laughs) <laughs> I just I listen, I, I, I'm gonna leave you guys in a second. I have to go and cook my jollof rice. But I just wanted to jump on here to talk about um to talk about that uh, the Newcastle goal. I mean, I don't care, I don't give a shit about what else whatever else happened in the game, but that goal specifically, they looked at the offside, they looked at the foul, well the alleged foul, and they looked at whether the ball was in or out of play. Let's start with the ball being out of play. That ball was not out of play. Right. If you use, if 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 you if you if you if they really showed you like a bird bird eye slash hawk eye vision 
of that ball, you will see that the, the very outermost part of the curved part of the ball would have still been within the line, at least up to the edge of the line, okay. at that ball landed. At this Can I ask you a question? Can so, hold on, let me... No, 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 before you jump, right, before you keep on going there, can I ask you a question of potential Joe Williams right now? What you said right now, when when, when the the uh, the official, uh, the um, VL people, right, when they actually spoke to the referee, was that ball, right, that's true, was it not inconclusive at that point in time? I don't give a shit about inconclusive. That's what I'm saying. My you point is, the point is, I don't want to know. The point is, hold on, hold on, look. This is not inconclusive. This is not That's how it works. Say that again. It's inconclusive. That's what I'm saying. If it's inconclusive, which means which means his own opinion, his own opinion, right? He's going from somewhere else. So, so no, no, no. The reason VL gave that ball, they couldn't have done that ball because they're saying it's inconclusive. Okay, that's why I said. If it is inconclusive, then, is then about okay. the on field, if it is inconclusive, the on-field decision should stand, which means there is yeah. no there is no great weight, there's no there's no great evidential weight to overrule the goal if it is inconclusive. Right. Now okay. I'm not so talking, why are you coming I don't, up with I don't that address the inconsistencies in decisions. I, I don't want to address that, but what I'm saying is if 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 they showed you a bird's eye view. Hawkeye, equalize, That's whatever. You're not making ah, sense, bro. Yeah. Just leave. Go and... Man, you went on mute, fam. <laughs> this man is on mute. Can you guys hear me? This guy's on mute. I can hear you. Yeah, I can hear you. Yeah, yeah. Okay, now, well, well, what I, I mean, look, that's the same, 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 that is the same premise they use, they use for the, was it the Korean goal or the Japanese goal, whatever, at the mm -hmm. World Cup, same thing. Then what I'm pissed about is when, when Marcus Rashford scored this, when Marcus Rashford had the same thing happen to him, was it two weekends ago, goal got ruled out, but whatever. Now, moving on to the second thing, the foul, the, the alleged foul, ah, Gabriel, Gabriel went to ground because of the momentum <laughs> that he was trying to head the ball with. Not because yeah. Joel Linton actually pushed him. Joel Linton had his hands stretched, yes. However, that was a natural movement when you're making an attempt to head a ball. When Gabriel went down, <laughs> when Gabriel went down, when oh Gabriel went down, it wasn't as a result of Joel Linton. Joel Linton did not even push him. There was, there was no active pushing from Joel Linton. So look, I mean, look, you, I, you, you, you can, you can say, you know, I'm an Arsenal, I'm an Arsenal hater, whatever. That's whatever. That's neither here nor there. But again, that would have been subjective at best. I've seen those given. I've seen them not given. Now, with regard to the offside, okay, whenever a keeper comes out, right, and he becomes and and he takes the place of the last defender, right, whoever the last defender is becomes the goalkeeper. Now, when Jolinton touches that ball, right. And the ball is making its way to Anthony Gordon. That is a backward pass. It is not a forward pass. So at that point, it doesn't matter that when Joe Linton touched the ball, it was ahead of Gordon or what. No, no, no. It was a backward pass. So because of that, it is not offside. So when the goalkeeper makes when the goalkeeper makes his way ahead of the ball of the last defender, Gabriel became at that point the last defender. And again, the pass that the pass that Joe Linton gave to a to, uh, to Anthony Gordon was not a forward pass. It was a backward pass, and that's the key. So, I mean, you guys you guys lost fair and square. First loss of the season. Long may it continue. 
Shout out, you man. I'm going to cook my jollof rice. Bye. Thank you very much. Finally, we move on. Top seven predictions. Before I move on, let me introduce our Villa fan. First time on the show, Lindsay. Thanks for your patience. Thank you for coming on. Appreciate you coming on. Thank you for the invite. Hi, everyone. Hi. Uh, it's been a hit. Hello, Lindsay. Arsenal, uh, Newcastle, Newcastle rivalry. <laughs> you know, it's so interesting. I've been talking to Lindsay on the channel, and she's been very nice and very accommodating. So it's nice to finally meet you in person. Absolutely, or should I yes. say virtually? Yes, so, that's right. Nice to meet yeah, you. Yeah, nice to meet you virtually. Let's do top seven predictions. Let's start with Lindsay. You've not said anything. Okay. What are your top seven predictions for to the end of the season? Um, definitely, um, I, I feel like it's going to be um, a three-horse um, race with um, City, Arsenal, and Liverpool for the title. And um, I think it will definitely, the three of them will finish. Um, you know, I, I feel like... This is a tough one. I feel like, you know, City could steal it again, but I'm wondering, you know, did Arsenal learn from their mistakes last year? Came so close. Uh, you know, Arteta did a great job last year. I know everyone, um, you know, spoke about, you know, that they um, they messed it up at the end, but I honestly felt like Arteta did a great job last season. Um, you know, uh, Liverpool have come back stronger this season. I think last season, you know, it was their um, reshuffling season. They had to figure out how to deal with that money. And, um, you know, they've done it this season. So um, those are my definite top three. Now, fourth spot. In what um, order, though? In what order? Uh, th this is so difficult. Yeah, I, it's, it's just for fun. It's for fun. Just for fun. Yeah. Arsenal, City, Liverpool. Oh, wow. I think Arsenal win the league. I, 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 I'm, I'm really wondering. You know, will they have learned from you know last year, and um, um, can they, can they, can they do it this year? Um, and I think City. You know, it's, it's a lot of pressure. They, they won the treble last year. Um, yeah. I think we've already seen a few cracks. Um, um, we see that they're missing KDB. Of course, Alvarez has been doing amazing, um, you know, and of course, uh, Doku as well has come in and, and done, done great as well. Um, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm going to say maybe Arsenal this year. Um, but, um, but, but Arsenal, City, Liverpool, I mean, I, I feel like it, it, it might go back and forth a few times. And then fourth spot, um, even though I know Spurs is doing well right now, I don't think they're going to maintain top three. Um, they don't have a good bench. Uh, they don't have a bench, essentially. Yes, so, yes. you know, uh, we're uh, Madison injury away from, um, you know, some some upset there. Um, so I, I feel like, though, uh, I feel like the fourth spot is going to be a battle between Spurs, Villa and Newcastle. Okay. I, put, I put Villa in there. That's a hope, you know, but um, I, I United... United, I think, could be up there, but you know they're they're still having just so many issues right now, and I don't know um, if that's going to get resolved. We, I I don't think they're going to fire him yet. You know they they got a they somehow won <laughs> this weekend, and um, so so yeah. But, but I feel like they are up there with uh, maybe fifth spot. I, I feel like it's a battle between Spurs, Villa, Newcastle, and United for fourth, fifth, and sixth. Okay. No, um, and Brighton, I just I don't think they're gonna get top six this year. I think um, already we're starting to see, you know, the multiple competitions is a lot for them. Um, so yeah. If you have to do it order from four to seven, how would you do it? All right, order. Okay, uh, Arsenal, City, Liverpool. Okay. 
It's a tough one, isn't it? I know. I'm like, I feel like it could be Spurs, but I'm also hopeful of Villa. But also, I don't want to count out Newcastle as well. Um, all right, let's Arsenal, City, Liverpool, Villa, Spurs, Newcastle. Okay. And of, of course, that that's some wishful thinking there, you know. <laughs> I think it's fair. It goes with you know all the underlying stats. Yeah. So, so, uh, Simon. Um, I don't know. I think personally, I think I'll still give it to City anyway. Um, I feel like they've, they've got enough, you know, scoring depth and they've got enough squad, you know, to still uh have that for sport still. Um, because obviously, if you look at that team, right. They haven't got um KDB and all that. They're still winning games and still dominating teams and all that. And that's massive, you know. And when it comes back, they can only get stronger. So, but I feel like if Arsenal is going to do anything this season, right, then um the window general is going to be very, very important for Arsenal to go in and get, you know, um, a couple of players like a striker and maybe a midfielder as well. Because um Thomas Party has just been, do you know what I mean? It's been our problem as well because we need, we, we need him so badly, but it's not there. So maybe we need um, a DM as well, you know. But a striker is going to help a long way because we just we just blunt up up top. So if Arsenal is going to, you know, if we're going to pipe C, it's going to be, you know, we need a strong window in January. But I'll keep it at C. City, um, I think Arsenal or Liverpool. Okay, I'm just okay. I'll give it Arsenal again because I feel like, um, you know, Liverpool they've got new, you know, set of players in their midfield, which is going to. You know, be able. You know, I mean, I'm not sure they'll be able to cope with um, the, uh, you know, the um, the entire season fully, and you know, be fit and all that. So I'll, I'll go with um, Man City. I'll go with Arsenal. I'll go with Liverpool, and I think I'll go with um, Tottenham because uh, I mean, obviously they're not in Europe anyway, and um, they have um, they have a cup. So I've only got a game a week, I think, until probably January when the FA Cup comes in and all that. So. Um, you know, um, so I, I don't really think they'll, you know, I mean, there should be a problem with them when it comes to injury and all that. Because if you're, if you're, if you're playing a game a week, you know, um, there's enough rest in that team. So I'm looking at them fourth place. Then I'll go with um, Newcastle fifth. Cause I feel like Newcastle, you know, um, the Champions League and all that, you know, uh, it's been a while. They have, they've been out of that competition for a long time, like Arsenal as well. But even way before Arsenal, even they've been out of that competition. And I just feel like the, the stress, you know, the back and forth of it is going to affect their league form as well. Because now, um, now they're still in the uh, Carabao Cup, they're still in the, you know, FA Cup, the league and Champions League, just way too much. And go, they, they've got a lot of injuries as well. So I just feel like it's going to, it's going to affect their league um, position as well. So I think they'll, they'll come fifth. Then um, I think I'll go with um, My United, sixth right, because I, I feel like uh, I am still get right. You know, um, I don't, I don't see um, why they should sack uh, um, Eric Tenag because I, I feel like uh, he needs more time. Um, I feel like um, you know he's beginning to understand um, the Premier League, and you know, and um, he needs more time for his players as well to gel a little bit because he just bought them not quite long ago, so he needs time as well. So I see sixth, um, seventh. I think I'll give it to Aston Villa as well. Because I feel like, yeah. um, I mean, you know, he knows how to, you know, how to just keep this mid-table team, right? I mean, sorry, I mean, I know you're a Villa, you're a Villa fan and all that, but I'm not trying to, you know, have a got you. That's right? okay, but, that's okay. Yeah, it's just that, um, um, 
um, Una Emira, he knows how to because today I look at his game today, right, against the Forest, right? And I was surprised he lost that game. You know what I mean? And if I won the game today, I've got went fourth or third today in the table, which is which is massively important. And he lost that game, and that's how it's gonna be. You know, it's gonna it's gonna play very well against top teams and the, the lower bottom teams that didn't get point out of him. And that's how he is, man. So I'll go with um, Villa as well. Um seven position. That's it. So it's gonna be C um Arsenal, Liverpool, um Tottenham, um I think um Newcastle. Yeah, Newcastle, right? Yeah, um, sorry, yeah, no. Yeah, Newcastle. Is there Newcastle? First? I think I missed Liverpool, right? Didn't I? Yeah, I think Liverpool's gonna be fourth. Is that so, yeah, City, Arsenal, sorry about that. City, Arsenal, Liverpool, yeah, Tottenham, um, Newcastle, um, then um what's it called uh, Villa, and yeah, that's it, yeah. Okay. I, 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 Villa, yeah. Before Raji goes, Samuel, when are you can come back to the forum? Stop <laughs> Honestly, right, yeah. I I equip one, yeah. I I left Facebook entirely, no, not the forum itself. You know, yeah. if we had the forum somewhere else, I'll I'll, I'll come back to the forum, but Facebook itself is just something that I don't want to get involved with going forward. Okay. You know, yeah, yeah, I've got problem with Facebook, man. I don't I don't fancy that, <laughs> that medium at all, bro. So I'm out of that. So that's why, yeah. Um Jesus is good, but isn't a clinical striker back? He's no. good at thinking attack and occasional scoring. Who's in mm-hmm. clinic? A striker mm-hmm. that's from Paula. Paula also says of the potential three reasons to disallow Newcastle's goal, the foul on Gabriel is the only legit one, in my opinion. Facts, yep. uh, did provide a bird's eye view, the ball wasn't out of play. From Paula, fair enough, Julian pushed him. Okay, I've comment says Liverpool will be the only real challenger to City. Okay, we'll see. Mm-hmm. I can see that. I can see that. I've got comments on this one city. Two Liverpool, three Arsenal, four Spurs, five Newcastle, six Villa, seven Chelsea. Wow, interesting. Says <laughs> <laughs> keep smoking that Amsterdam weed and eventually smoking. Go and cook your jollof fries, this man. <laughs> Leave us alone. <laughs> okay, Raji, give us your top seven quickly. All right, so now my top seven, and I'm going to tell you, I would. So Liverpool is always good in insurgency years. Right, they don't play well one season and they'll come back hard the next season. I think the only reason why I feel like City might just get away with this is because of the African Cup of Nations. Um, and I think that the African Cup of Nations is going to remove um Liverpool's most significant player, Mohamed Salah, who has created a significant amount of assists. And in that period, I don't think they'll have any player that will replace him. Wow. Sorry. So I, I, I think because of that, I'm going to give the edge to City. Um, Second place, I think, is going to be Liverpool. I think third place is going to be Arsenal. I think fourth place is going to be Newcastle. Okay. I think Tottenham is going to, Tottenham is going to regress. I think that um, Lindsay pointed out the fact that they don't have depth. Um, I think that is true. They're playing high-intensity football, yeah. which is true. Um, and because of that, because of the fact they're not playing, we are playing only one week, one game a week, they're getting away with it because they have the teams to rest. A lot of the other teams that they are playing, um, like Newcastle, are mired with injury. I mean, Arsenal mm-hmm. is mired with injury. Teams that are playing in multiple competitions have injuries galore. So for sure, that is affecting those teams. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think that during the Christmas period 
is where Tottenham is going to start wobbling. Um, and after January, you're going to see a significant um, decline. I think one of the reasons why I put Newcastle fourth over Tottenham, outside of the fact that I support Newcastle, is because Newcastle has January to replenish. Mm -hmm. And I think that Newcastle is going to spend in January, given the current circumstance. Um, I know the clubs are going to try to block it because I've already stayed, we've stayed here rumbles saying, hey, Newcastle can't buy from Saudi Arabia, but all of us can. Um, So it's going to happen. But I think that Newcastle is going to get some players in January that will replenish the squad, especially in the midfield and the striker position. Um, And I think that Aston Villa is going to be sixth. um, And the seventh team is going to be Manchester United. The reason I'm choosing Manchester United is Manchester United is a a moment team. They don't play good soccer, but they're a moment team. And the game they won yesterday was a moment. um, And they have the players that can create moments out of nothing. And because of that, you always still have to give them the edge. Um, They're going to regress this year. They'll give uh, Ten Hag another year to get his team in order. And I think they're going to improve next season. But I think they're going to finish seventh this season. So that's my take. Okay, good, good, good ones. Before I say my unsuccessful advice, Lindsay seems to be in good spirits considering Villa chopped today. Referee <laughs> 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 is abysmal. Henry says in the EPL and City wins the league without a doubt because they do have their full squad and already bossing it. City have KDB and Rodri out and it's business as usual. Rodri played today. Say so Manchester, Manchester United. <laughs> Okay, mine is, I'm going to shock everybody. I think number one is going to be, we're going to see the greatest remontada of all time. Manchester United, I'm joking. That's obviously, that's a lie. (laughs) (laughs) I think City are going to win it. I think they're going to win by like 10 points. This time, I I called it beginning of the season. I'm sticking to it just because I feel like, first of all, there are new signings that I thought were going to struggle, like Doku. He's come and he's on fire already. So now they don't even have to rush KDB back. They just have to keep, keep him in the cryogenic chamber for postseason. From like February, they're going to unleash KDB to this, to this, and they're going to go on those crazy runs, win like 12 in a row. Yeah, I think they're going to win it. Yeah. Um, second is very hard to pick, but I'm going to go to Arsenal because I feel like Rice is like a Rice is a Rolls Royce cheat in the sense like he literally like stops. Arsenal from considering counter-attack goals by himself. He's a counter-attacking chief. And Rice is typically very fit. If anything happens to Rice, I'll revise my decision, my uh, prediction. I think they'll drop in the table. Rice is has become their most crucial player right now. Um, third, Liverpool, they have a lot of goals. It's obvious. They just have goals in that team, so they'll be fine. Um, fourth, I think it's Spurs. I think they've done enough where they even when they, when they regress, because they will regress, I agree. I don't think it will be that far away. Yeah, I think they'll come fourth. I think fifth. I think don't. I, I think we should also not forget that Spurs is playing with the manager bounce right yeah. now. Correct. So well, the the structure is there. You can see the structure is there. I mean, the structure is there, but I think that what happens anyway. Go on. They regress. Some they regress. I agree. They regress. You can't. They can't just do this Madison Son thing because those are that's where all their goals is. is. Those two mm. guys, uh, they can't just run that for the whole season. It's not possible because Madison is not that clinical and he's always mm. he always gets injured every season. I mean, when I used to play Fantastic League, I remember he gets injured every season, Madison. Like, he goes out for like two months, three months. So, 
because of that, yes, I think they'll come up. I think Newcastle will be fifth. They're doing Eddie is doing amazing well. I'll talk about him. Kudos of Donkey. Um, I think sixth will be Villa. I think Villa will come sixth. And I think United will come seventh. Yeah. You know, if we can keep these moments going, yeah. I have a different that's a different conversation for another day. So uh, we all agree that Arsenal is not gonna win the league. Yes. Well, well no, I know they don't win the league. We don't win the league, bro. Fact. Even me, I'm picking City to win the league, bro. That might be City to win the league, so. Every says Doku's a problem. Meanwhile, Arsenal is buying Harvest instead of Kudus. Hey, some teams teams bought players as pretty much like a barber spinner. I won't say too much. We have a winger that doesn't do anything. (laughs) I am better than (laughs) Doku Doku benefits from being in Manchester City. He does. But yeah, he's really good. Let's give that. But I mean, he's good. I mean, okay, it's almost it's, it's, it's almost the same thing as having, um, what do you call it? Um, what's his name? Alan Saint Maximin in, in the Manchester City team. That's Doku true. is inconsistent. Mm-hmm. There are some games that, you know, what's his name? Um, Alan Saint Maximin would be incredible. Three mm-hmm. assists, to, you know, a goal, and there will be games where he will just get out. But the thing about it is, the Manchester City team, even if you're not playing well, they create chances for mm-hmm. you, so you benefit from it. So mm-hmm. I think that he's a good player, but I think that his is the fact that he plays for Manchester City also flatters his, mm-hmm. his skills. I mean, so, not only that, right? He's quite young as well. You know what I mean? So which means he's got he's got a lot of growing up to do as well. So I mean, he's only going to get better to me. You know what I mean? I mean, in that team. You have a good point there too. But I think you should also look at the case of Sterling. When he was at Manchester City, look at how good he was. He moved to Chelsea. You know, ineffective. Manchester City, the system they have helps players. Yeah, they make you look good. Yeah, so, you know, that's all Guardiola, man. And I think that Guardiola has a lot of credit. Yeah. But as long as he doesn't start experimenting, though, you know how he loves to just bench players for the sake of it like he did last week benched him brought jack on and then another time he was like oh let's you know switch you over and put you on the right and jack on the left so just as long as he doesn't you know his experiments occasionally fail him yeah. uh, champions league finals you know yeah, true. <laughs> so. there's a method to that madness though but that's a different true, true. method to that madness uh villa that's why we brought you on here una emery i think i looked at the league everything on the line starts points i think points Una Emery has the third most since he has come. Third, I think he's third last time I checked. Third in the whole, like, home and away since mm-hmm. he came in October. Like, it's like a year now. Yes. One year Una Emery yes. at Villa. So t- tell us, you know, from Villa's point of view, like, Una Emery, like, what is the... He has a secret sauce that um, Gerard didn't have, Stephen G. <laughs> UPG, like United fans, like we call him. UPG. <laughs> Yeah, well, I don't think Gerard really had any sauce. I think, <laughs> I think you know how it is. You do well in Scotland. And, Man is sauceless, uh, mate. You know, a, no um, an England legend, you know, we're always looking, apparently, you know, Premier League players always want that next yeah. best English manager. So, um, you know, I, I definitely bought into the hype. Um, but it was one of those, well, let's let's see what he does. Um, and, um, I mean, and absolute contrast and if you look at it as well the players that Emery started out with were the exact players that Gerard left him with and even in that first transfer window the only player he bought in was Moreno as a left back everyone else was the same so you know he went from 16th 
to, uh, you know, seventh, um, you know, in his first season. So, um, I mean, speak to any Villa uh, player and they are ecstatic. And honestly, you know what, today, I, I, I wasn't even bothered about today. I, I, that's the truth. Because honestly, last week I thought we were going to lose. Because I was like, okay, we're playing lower league teams. It's going to happen. You know, you have this confidence. You've been playing well, um, you know, been getting goals left, right and center. Um, You know, you need one of those to take you back to reality. So I thought it was actually going to come last week against Luton, but it didn't. It came today. Um, And so for me, where we go from here will just really show me the maturity of the team and what Emery is doing. And I think, I think we'll be fine. I think we'll bounce back. Um, I think it was just a bad day at the office for everyone. Um, But as a whole, I mean, what he's done in a year has been really, um, really amazing. I know everyone was speaking about Dezebri last season. um, And I think, you know, I did kind of fly under the radar a little bit because of that. And he only, he was only one point behind Brighton. You know, sorry, one second. And and Brighton, you know, they got him a month before we got Emery. Um, I think um, some some crucial things that he did is um, his hierarchy structure. He he's got everyone he wanted. Um, and I think though I don't remember his you know tenure at um, Arsenal too well, but I think there was some politics there that didn't work for him and. You know, and of course, I know at that time Arsenal were just looking for results. Yeah. Um, but I think the structure, um, he has Vitagani and uh, Manchi. And I know there was a point where he was going to get the guy from Barcelona. That fell through, but he got, he got the person he wanted straight away. So I think he's been able to bring in the people that he wants, um, the people who know him, who he works well with. So having that structure in place, and I think that's the great thing about Edens and Suarez, that, and they actually wanted him. Um, they were the ones that got him because I know Newcastle had approached him before and he had said no, but they, they, I don't know what they did, but they, you know, obviously they offered him, Hey, you know, you, you'll get this, you'll get that. So they were able to get him. So I think they held up their end of the bargain and he was able to bring in who he wanted. The only person that he kept was um, the set piece specialist, Usting McPhee. And even during Gerard, it was like during Gerard's, um, um, you know, season, it was like, okay, what is this McPhee doing? He's not doing anything because of course we were just playing terrible anyway. Yeah. But the fact that he kept him, you're like, okay, well maybe there must be something about him. And now you see, you know, like so many, um, so many goals from set pieces, you know, and um, not just the set piece itself, but how the the players are positioned um, like the one uh, Louise, you know, the free kick and um, you know, everyone, they kind of um, all the players, you know, distracted everyone else. And um, McGinn was just able to come in and just knock the ball in. So, um, you know, just a lot of goals from set pieces um, because, well, you know, good plays from set pieces because of that. That's the only guy he kept. But again, I think just that structure of having the people that he wanted. Also, I would say that um, his man management, like when you hear, like he has, when you look again, you look at these guys and you remember this is the same guys that were under Gerard. I mean, and honestly, what Gerard did with Ming stripped stripped him of the captaincy, gave it to um, um, McGinn, and then McGinn just you know went on a terrible run. Like that that was just poor poor management. Um, how he did that, and I think he I think there was some demoralization of 
players, you know, under Gerard. Because how is it that the same players, I mean, that they're, they're playing like this now? I mean, like Arsenal wanted Luis last season, right? Because of how well he was doing. I mean, and look at the guy. And you remember, this is a guy that you know there's potential because City owned him. But the only reason why he didn't stay with City is because of the work permit. Yep, had, had they, you know, been able to resolve that, I'm sure, you know. And then, of course, you know, there was a buyback clause, but, you know, it never happened. But this, this, this past six months, you're really seeing what Pep saw in Douglas Louise, you know. Um, so, the, um, but yeah, we didn't see that with Gerard. So the man management of what he's doing with these players, Watkins, I mean, look what he's done with Watkins. Yeah. And and that's the thing, you know, a lot of Villa fans always like, oh, he's, he's terrible, he's crap, you know, he, he can't score. And a lot of people wanted us to keep Danny Ings. But, and he, he was always a hard worker. Like you cannot fault his work rate, but he just wasn't getting the goals. So what did Emery do? He sat down with him and he told him, you know, stop running here, stop running there. You know, you're running too much. Get in the width of the box, you know, time your runs, you know, just, just, just simple strategic things that now has created him and he's a goal threat and got him back in the England squad. Um, and, you know, I think um, he's up there with Harland and Salah in like, um, you know, um, um, goals. goals. Exactly. So, yeah. yeah, exactly. So you're like, um, even Mings before he got injured, got back into the England squad because again, he made him a fortress. Um, John McGinn, you know, this guy is so funny. Um, when Villa came to play um, at the FedEx field in Maryland this summer, I was able to go and be part of an interview. And I, I heard McGinn um, speak and, you know, they were asking, what is it like? And he, they, you know, and they, and if you hear the players, they all have such high regard for Emery and not, a, not in a, you know, kissing behind or, you know, just for PR. I think it's sincere that they, they have bought into um, you know, the goal and what he's offering them. And he's funny, he said something here. Yeah, he said, oh, you know, Emery told me, stop playing like a Scotsman, you know? So, because, um, you know, that just that, I suppose, that traditional, you know, old Scottish person, you know, he wanted to have some flair, you know, like the Spaniards and stuff like that. But again, just getting him used to um, different ways of playing, um, you know? So I think just that man management with each of these players, and then also knowing the areas where we were weak. The reason why he, the first person he brought in was Moreno on the left back, because he didn't feel like Digne was doing that job. And then what he also did is brought in players to create that competition, not in a, you know, not in a destructive way, but in a healthy way, letting people know that nobody is secure in their place. You know, if you work and you do, um, you know, what is needed, then you're going to start. And I know there's been some talk with Tielemans not being happy and stuff like that. But again, you know, when he gets the opportunity, is he taking his chances? Um, and then again, um, you know, bringing in that depth as well, knowing that we're going to be playing in Europe this season, um, having backups. And, you know, um, again, what we were saying about, you know, Spurs are just one injury away from not doing so well. I know, um, you know, Newcastle have a few injuries. And then what happened with Tonali, we had our injuries, like literally the opening week. I mean, yeah. we lost um, Mings against Newcastle. Uh, we lost yep. Jacob Ramsey. We lost Moreno. We lost Buendia. And he was looking incredible preseason. So these are four starting players that we lost. And yes, 
at first game was abysmal. But after that, you wouldn't know that happened because he just came out. He was able to adjust and he was able to bring in the players, even the new players. I mean, Diaby has been amazing. I, I was so excited. And I know a lot of people were like, OK, this is good ambition by Villa. But I feel like he's just settled in um, straight away. And also, not only that, I feel like he's helped spur on Bailey because I know they had a connection from playing together before. Um and that's a, another thing as well. I think, you know, some people like um, a lot of Villa fans weren't happy with Bailey, but I think, you know, just kind of that, that Emery method and seeing like, okay, is he going to get the best out of this player? And you're starting to see the best out of Bailey as well. So I think just his, his, his man management, um, his belief, and then what he's been able to, um, you know, transfer that belief to the players, his analysis. I mean, they speak about this guy that he'll just be in there for hours. He'll have like yep. 10 people analyzing things. Um, you know, they'll be on a coach. He's analyzing things. Um, you know, he'll bring people into his office and sit down and analyze. So again, just that, that professionalism that this guy has um, is on another level. And I think, you know, that the players see that, um, so um, I know they even apparently Opta couldn't figure out like the um, um, like, you know, how Opta have all these stats and stuff. They couldn't fill it, figure out the way Villa play because of how he is able to adjust things. And game um, after game. he changes everything game after game. Ex exactly. So nobody really knows. And the players know, OK, you know, oh, we're changing. OK, great. You know, oh, we're doing this. OK, great. You know, and, and I think he has that understanding, you know, where um, sometimes it is a 4-4-2 or 4-2-3-1 um, or, you know, again, in those fullbacks. And again, Digne, I mean, again, weren't happy with him last season, but he's done great, um, you know. Um, and then you've got Cash and, you know, knowing that they they can come back and forth. And then um, Kamara and Louise, you know, um, right there at the heart of it. So I think just individual differences in players, but also an overall, you know, that affects the whole team and that everything is still in, able to integrate together. And, and they said, you know, it's very simple. Do what he says, you know, and I think they're doing what he says and we're seeing a difference. So, yes, we lost today. But again, like I said, I, I almost expected that was coming soon because of what good form we have been on in, you know, week in, week out scoring and not just goals from Watkins, goals from all over the place. Um, so, yeah, I'm trying to think, did I miss anything? Um, oh, I think you, you hit everything on there. A couple of questions. There's one question for you. We're going to get to very quickly. Oh, this Oga comment says, you mean the right wing flop that spins like Wheel of Fortune? Oh, Anthony, man. <laughs> Except that my baby. <laughs> that oh man my is gosh. Some, some no uh, Ola says, damn, Lindsay just bodied my legend, Gerard, sourceless. <laughs> That's from Ola. It's a Liverpool fan. Henry says, please don't remember. I think he's talking about Emery's time at Arsenal. I'm sure someone knows a lot about that. Matthew yeah. Emery is doing a great job and getting the best of our walk-ins. Henry says, decent coach, frustrating at times. Uh, we need to piss test with <laughs> Watkins. This is the question for you. Someone says, uh, Lindsay, are you American that grew up in Britain or a Brit that grew up in America? Your accent, your accent is awesome, but it's confusing me. Please answer. <laughs> If you, want to, if you don't want to, that's fine. <laughs> I, don't, I don't mind. I was born and raised in Birmingham, hence being an Aston Villa supporter. Um, I came uh, to America in my early 20s. So, yeah. Okay. okay. Yeah. Right. Uh, I think because of time, if anybody has a one liner to contribute about, uh, so we go to Kudu's and Donkey of the Week. Samuel, just one liner, just quick thoughts about Emery and what he's doing. Quick thoughts, just very quick. 
Yeah, I mean, personally, I think I, you know, I know a lot about Henry anyway. And um, I never wanted to to get sacked at Arsenal. You know, I wanted time for him at Arsenal because I thought, I remember. I remember. you know, he, he, um, you know, because of Saka, um, uh, you know, Bukayo Saka and all that, he brought him into the frame, yeah. you know, Arsenal. So, you know, it's something that I like in my personality because I like the way he walks and, you know, he's pure professional uh, coach as well. So, yeah, I like him a lot, to be honest with you. But he just didn't work at Arsenal. So, um, all the best to him at Arsenal Villa. So, yeah. yeah. Sometimes for coaching, we always forget that about coaching. Yeah. It's yeah. Sometimes when yeah. people, you know, even get too attached to Ten Hag, which I don't want to talk to, of course, but I, I always try to remind other fans, it's very possible that Ten Hag is just not a fit. It's very possible. Yeah. Facts, okay. yeah. It's yeah, okay. Um, I'll just say this, you know, there's a reason why Unai Emery and um, Eddie Howe were the final two coaches on Newcastle's shortlist. They have similar characteristics, mm -hmm. taking players and coaching them mm -hmm. um, and uh, man management. That's some of the things they do. And they have a system that they play. Um, yeah. And I think that, you know, he's doing a great job at Aston Villa um, and, you know, more kudos to him. But I don't want them to be finishing above us. So that's all I say. <laughs> <laughs> okay, final section: kudos and donkey of the week. Lindsay, who's your kudos and donkey for the week? And do what we do it. The week starts from last week Sunday to Sunday. That's kind of how we do it. Oh gosh, uh, kudos of the week probably um, to Doku. I mean, um, that was impressive. You know, um, I like his booty. I like his dance when he, when he does. <laughs> <laughs> I really like that. You know the culture. That's from and oh culture. yes, yes. Yeah. Uh, donkey of the week, of course, refereeing. Oh my god! Yeah. <laughs> They're probably the donkey every week, but yeah, definitely every week. Man. Yeah, it's been that way. Yeah, for a long time. Come on, we know who your donkey. But just tell us, donkey, donkey just bro, refereeing, man. Refereeing, <laughs> they are <laughs> they all donkeys, bro. I'm telling you. Um, kudos is gonna be. I think it's gonna be. I'll give it to. Um, I don't know, really. Um, Eddie Howe? <laughs> <laughs> no, really, man. No, no. no. <laughs> that is just Bang Average, bro. Just uh, like, you know. It's Bang Average. I'll give it to, uh, what's his name? Um, this guy, um, Masi, um, what's his name? This nuclear we just talked about. Doku? Yeah, Doku, yeah, Doku. Because I feel like, you know, he, I mean, he came in right and he had a grillish in front of him. Mm. You know what I mean? Now it's pretty regularly. That's, that's, yeah. That takes a lot of guts as well yeah. you know, for you to come in and you know into a, into a treble winning team, you know, and decide to display uh, Grealish. That's 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 huge for him as well. So, yeah, kudos to him, and he's done well this week. Well, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Give me Emery and take Ten Hag with you. Nope. Um. Oh, is it my turn? Yes. Yeah. Um, I'm going to say my kudos goes to Lionel Messi um, for winning his Ballon d'Or this week. I think that it's important to... I think you need to understand that this guy is like almost 37 and mm -hmm. this World Cup, this World Cup that happened, if you had asked me a few years ago what I thought about Messi, I would have been very like, he's a great player, but this World Cup was the reason why I was like, man, this is the greatest, one of the greatest players we've ever seen. Nah, he's the greatest, um, you know, and he comes to the MLS and changes the whole dynamic of the team. For anybody who is talking about how Messi shouldn't have won it, they don't know what they're talking about. Messi deserves the Ballon d'Or uh, for this year. Um, and my donkey of the week goes, of course, to the only person who deserves it, 
uh, Mikel Ateta for whining and whining and whining. Um, and also Samuel for coming here and continuing his whining. Samuel doesn't deserve it. Um, Mikel Ateta for me. Okay. My, my, my kudos, you guys have mentioned one, mentioned the two I had in my head. So I'll add the third one I was going to talk about. I think uh, Eddie Howe, you have to give it to him. Eddie Howe is doing an amazing job, I think. In, in a week, he was able to beat Arsenal and destroy Manchester United at Old Trafford. Mm -hmm. Yeah, by even resting by playing their BC players, whatever. So he gives a, gets a lot of credit for me. Um, donkey of the week is now being and Arsenal fans don't like it, Samuel probably doesn't like it. It's Arsenal raising that statement. I'm very, I'm so against it, and everybody knows I'm consistent. When Liverpool did it, I said the same thing. I think it's unnecessary, it's unnecessary hysteria. If you want to change the laws of the game. You can cooperate with the FA, PGMOL. You can do it privately. It doesn't need to be this public. The reason why it's, it's your opinion anyway. It's your opinion. The <laughs> reason why this public is to affect calls, marginal calls go their way. That's my opinion. Whether it's controversial or not, but it's I our, think it's our opinion. I, I agree. Very with opinion. Calls, very Honestly, right. I think I think I think uh, referees right probably be. I mean, as a referee, uh, managers right. Like, I'm at a club. They probably be complaining for a long time anyway. You know, behind closed doors to this referee and nothing, nothing changes, bro. They keep, All you know, them. I mean, usually, right, before the league starts, right, yeah, they, they come together, you know, um, they, I mean, they have the meeting and all that, just to discuss what's going on, what's going to happen and all that. But yeah, these referees, man, these officials, man, they keep doing the same thing every time, but it gets to a point, you just get tired of it and you come out publicly. Yeah. That's, that, that's the way it is, bro. That's where he is. Sometimes right, Probably, you take a lot of stuff, right? Look at last season, right? Last season, right? They missed a line oh, for Arsenal against Brentford. No, no, it's true, end. bro. It's true. So it's your opinion, bro. We, we come what? out, we come out, bro. We don't care. <laughs> it's not to the end of the plot. Thanks for coming out from hiding. Uh, we can find you now. Thanks for coming on. No, you can, you, you can always invite me, bro. I always come, man. I always come. I know you. Lindsay, first time on the pod. Amazing debut. Thank you for coming out. Thank you so Lindsay. much for the invite. Appreciate it. Thank you. Raji, as always, my man, we're always in each other's DM, we're always trolling each other. But yeah. you know how it goes. It's all love, Raji. It's all love. Yeah. Raji, you. you guys should be trophy this season, man. Okay. Nobody, you guys, I, 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 you 